Hey everybody, my name is Waz Addy from Naked and Afraid and Naked and Afraid XL. I'd like to invite you all to tune into my live interview with uh, acclaimed radio personality Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5. I'll see you there. Hey, what's up? My name's Grant Kenoki. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and artist, and you're listening to Power 98.5. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the US to the UK, live on air with Stephen Cuoco. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from here and all around the world. I'm Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. I hope you're tuning in on the iOS or Android app. We've got Alexa. You can even listen to it in the car, Power 98.5, because I know they got Alexa now in your vehicle. Just add it into the, your skill, Power 98.5. And, like, I'm going to tell you, unexpected news is at the time best news when you least, it, least expect it, okay? Premiere, Naked and Afraid Frozen tonight. All right, you would think I should have known about this, but thank God we've got Waz Addy from Naked and Afraid, Naked and Afraid XL. And uh, this guy is very different than what we usually see. And the reason why is he's not only a cool dude, but he's genuine, authentic, and he just gives you that warm feeling inside because he's just that real. So, Waz, welcome to Live On Air with Stephen Cuoco. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And that intro, I don't know if I can live up to that. I'll try my heart. <laughs> You're going to definitely do it. And once again, like you said earlier, the universe just aligned it you know, up for us, for Discovery Channel, and for your premiere tonight of Naked and Afraid Frozen. And that's filmed in Montana, correct? Yeah, that's right. We're up in Montana at uh, at the end of winter. I think it was around March we did, we did that shoot. And... Uh, it's it, it was it's quite the challenge. It's it's a tough one, and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be lots of fun for people to watch. What should we somewhat? I know you can only share certain details, but uh, you guys just you're doing like the other naked and afraid. Are you gonna maybe be a little bit uh, wearing something starting off, or we can yeah. drop. Yeah, typically, um, typically for these frozen challenges, there've only been one or two before. Um, we, we do get given pelts because, um, you know, no one would survive more than an hour or two if you didn't have some sort of layer of protection. Um, so we do, we do get pelts in this one. They've, they've shown a little bit of that already. So I'm happy to talk about it, but you know, it, it, it's still, it's still one of the toughest challenges that I've ever, I've ever been on. I'm really excited. It's on tonight at eight, uh, what Pacific or nine? Uh, it's, it'll be on tonight, eight o'clock Eastern. 8 o'clock Eastern. So I got to sort that out because I'm Pacific time, but I'm going to definitely get to it and and find out because I'm not missing that 
at all. Yeah, that, that's the release on uh, that's the release on the Discovery Channel. It's also, I think, uh, it, it's coming out on the Discovery app at the same time. Well, so Discovery Plus app. I have it all. So whether I want to watch it on the app or if I want to ro- watch it on a regular tube, I can do Perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> What's life been like since Naked and Afraid XL? Um, I did watch the latest one, the one that just recently ended. What was your journey like in recovery from them? Because when I saw the photos and the aftermath and how you started, like, I'm shocked of how much body mass you lost. Yeah, it's it's um it, it's something you you sort of have to get used to and you and you take it in stride. Um, I lost about sixty pounds or maybe a little bit more than sixty pounds over those sixty days in the Amazon. Um, a lot of the photos you see from right after we finish look really bad, but it, it really is just a case of you don't have a lot of water in your skin. Um, so it makes it look, look like really terrible. But, um, you know, within the first four or five days, you're drinking a lot of fresh water and, um, and, and that rebounds back pretty quickly. And then it's just a case of, you know, just being as healthy as you can and slowly building your body back up in the right way. So does water really play a different was or does also food like what really fills you out? Is it both in combination or like you had stated, is it really the key ingredient that water is what really replenishes and gets you that fullness back again? Water is definitely the the most important aspect of the recovery there. Um, As far as the food goes, we actually ate a lot of food in the Amazon. We really there was it was mainly protein. Um, we got a little bit of fruits out there, but it was it was a mainly um, it was mainly a protein based diet the whole time we we're out there. But we did eat quite a bit. Um, uh, the, the the meals were sort of few and far between, and and we were drinking a lot of water while we were out in the field. But you're not you're not eating any salts, you're not eating any preservatives that like you would normally eat day to day. So your body's not able to hold on to any of that water. So just being able to add back the ingredients, you know, over the, over the few days, I'll put some fats back in, um, in the days when you're recovering, put some salts back in, in the day, and then your body's able to hold onto a little bit of water and it it comes back pretty quickly. Here's where the jury is out on. And this is something, uh, you know, having a mom that worked as a nurse, um, and in triage, you know, you lose minerals and all what's essential, and there was one episode where Steve lost another tooth. Did you lose any teeth? Did you have gum recession at all? Like, what was it like when you when you came back? I haven't I haven't lost any teeth. I've got one that's probably pretty close to going. Um, I was worried about it um, for the last couple of challenges I've done. I, thought, I think it's going to come out eventually. I don't know if that's a direct result of what I've been doing with Naked and Afraid. I, you know, it might have happened anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure about that, so I can't comment to it. Um, but the, there is, I mean, I don't know what the long-term consequences are going to be for my body of, of putting myself through these challenges. Um, I know there's some health benefits to it, but there's also definitely these these risks that you're talking about. Um, I, 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 I don't know, to be honest with you. So hopefully I don't have too many teeth falling out. Hopefully I'm not doing too much damage to my body. Um, I know there's there's some good aspects to it as well, though, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, with your background, um, having been a a police officer, working your way up to detective senior constable, uh, you know, working in, you know, the crime sector, 
did that prepare you for this or is the naked and afraid challenges, the survival, is it completely different from your background in law enforcement? Uh, th there are some similarities. There, there are definitely things that cross over. Um, none of the training that I got through the police really uh, helped with the, the technical side of it, but definitely definitely that mindset. You know, when, when I was a detective senior constable, I was working gangs and organized crime in Australia. And, um, you know, we were up against, you know, um, outlaw motorcycle gangs, Russian and Italian mafia, Romanian organized crime. And, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing. You have to you have to problem solve and you have to find new ways and new techniques. And then, you know, there's people that you're up against. They're learning your new techniques as you're as you're executing them. And then you have to come up with new ones and different strategies. And, th and that that's the thing that sort of translates over into into survival because you have to whether it's looking for food or looking for prey or you know any sort of problem solving out there you have to keep coming up and adapt with with your environment and work with the things that you have to try and solve problems so there is some crossover there definitely do you miss that career that life uh i definitely miss aspects of it there was there was a lot of um, there was a lot of stuff that we did that was making a huge difference in the world and, you know, really helping people. Um, the, some of the friendships, though, I'm still friends with some of those guys from 20 years ago. Um, so some of that, some of that um, bonding experience and, and that sort of stuff I miss. Uh, there are definitely aspects of it that, that, that I don't miss as well. Um, you know, sometimes we'd, be a while, I'd, I'd, we'd leave uh, away on a trip. I wouldn't come back for three months and I couldn't tell my family where I was going or what I was doing. Couldn't even contact and say I'm safe or anything like that. So, you know, I'm a family man now. I don't, I don't want to put my family through that. So but there's things I miss and there's definitely things that I don't miss at all. Did you ever consider, was it ever offered to you at all was uh, to become a private detective or a detective to politicians or anybody at all, at all? Or was that like something you knew like, no, I'm done. I'm out. I'm doing something different. Yeah, I, I always like to be taking steps forward in life and, you know, trying new things and, um, you know, I don't I don't like dwelling, well, not dwelling, but I don't like, you know, hanging around the same area for, for too long. And I, I achieved a lot there, um, a, a lot quicker than, than some of the detectives that, that have come up. I, I did things pretty quickly um, and I sort of checked a few things off my list that I wanted to do and uh, felt, felt like I did them well and I was successful and I wanted to move on to the next challenge. With... The premiere of Naked and Afraid, Frozen, this evening. You've got a background as a scuba instructor. When are you going to get on a Naked and Afraid or they're going to do something where you need to be in a water and we can see your skills? Or an, a, uh, an offset of these or some sort of maybe like a reboot or whatever you want to call it. But a show about you in water like what EJ is doing when it comes to home defense. Yeah, I'd I'd absolutely love that, and I've 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 dropped that hint to them a bunch of times. Like, put me on a Shark Week, or um, do it do a little a bit of a spin-off show where it's on a tropical island or, or something like that. Like, I have been a scuba instructor in the past, but one of my huge passions and hobbies is is spearfishing. So I free dive, um, I, I can dive down a you know sixty or seventy feet, hold my breath for a minute, swim around, um, spear a couple of fish. I would love to be able to exhibit that on uh, on one of these shows, but it just sort of hasn't hasn't come to fruition just yet. Keep knocking on a door. Keep reminding. That's all you've got to got to do to just because someone will get it. Because I don't. One, no one can be you. 
you're perfectly you. And then to have a show like that, uh, besides show about fishing, I don't think that there's anything tapped into by discovery or anything else when it comes to the educational uh, component of that. And then to bring into where, you know, you can look at, you know, marine life and, and uh, dolphin rescue or, you know, uh, animal um, rescue and recovery and, and uh, go deeper into as a, you know, a military and law enforcement and a scuba diver, you know, about, you know, pollution and, and the earth. And there's so many areas and aspects of knowledge and education that to have a show you can cover across the board to where it's not just scuba related. It's, it's wildlife. It's getting the support yeah. of, of these animal activists and everything. Yeah, ab absolutely. And there's, there's some definite things that it'd be nice to be able to draw some attention to um, so that we can get people, you know, fixing up. So, so the, some of the cleanliness, of the oceans, the, all the trash that's floating out there and, uh, what's happening in some of the coral reefs. It'd be nice to shine a bit of a spotlight on that, but do it in a way that, that interests people as they're watching it. Um, you know, maybe it's the case I just have to go off and do the show by myself rather than rather than waiting for someone to, to come to me with a with an idea. Well, it's what EJ did with his, his latest film that's coming out. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. You've got, and I want to say to you, congratulations um, on your recent post. On July 1st, uh, you posted, sometimes life has a way of letting us know that we are on the right course. I recently started chatting with, um, and then you've got at SLUC51, that is uh, Ben Haynes. What was going through your mind? What was happening in your life at that time from this post uh, with this amazing conversation and the bracelets that you have, Team Waz, hashtag Team Waz, and uh, control your, what is that, control, controllable? Control your controllables, yeah. yeah. Tell us um, about that. Yeah, so, you know, part of this journey for me, um, or one, one of the best aspects of this journey for me is all the messages that I get from fans and from people watching and you know, sometimes these people share personal parts of their lives and stuff they're going through or have been going through for a long time. Um, and, you know, lots lots of these people, when they reach out, they're, they're telling me about hardships, but then they're also expressing how hey, you said this one thing on this one episode and it really turned my life around or, you know, made me and my wife look at each other and, you know, it solved a problem that we had and we didn't even know that that was coming. Um, so it's, it's one of the more beautiful aspects for me in relation to what I'm doing, cause I'm getting all these nice messages from people. Um, but just knowing that any words that you choose throughout the day could help anyone. You have no idea who's listening, who's going to take it one way, apply it to their lives or anything like that. And, um, that, that was a sort of a case there where, um, you know, I just said that one thing on the show, control your controllables. I think it was a, I was fishing in the Amazon and, uh, I'd caught a fish I got it close to shore and then a bird flew out of the sky into the water, grabbed the fish off the line and flew off with my fish. And uh, I think most people in that situation would be pretty upset or devastated, but I just looked at it and laughed. But we're out in these, we're out in, the, in these challenges. The, the idea is don't fight mother nature. You've got to work with your environment, become part of your environment. So, you know, that's completely out of my control, that bird coming down and, and, you know, that's a win for the bird. So, I didn't get upset. I just looked at the camera and I laughed and I said, hey, you got to control your controllables. I can't get upset by this because then that's going to affect something that happens later in my day. Um, you know, that 
control your controllables sort of picked up and, and spread around the internet a little bit, but, um, I'm, I'm still in contact with that guy. He, um, he, he and his wife made some bracelets up for themselves. And I just made a comment that that's awesome. I'd love to have one of those. And then he, he actually made up, you know, 150 or 200 of these things and that you can see in that post and he, he shipped them to me, um, which I thought was just a beautiful gesture and, and, and very nice. But, um, it, it, it's sort of nice having that reminder. I wear that thing still. It's nice having that reminder that, you know, any words that you choose can sort of help people out there in a in in a way that you had no intention, but but it is amazing at the same time. What's been the number one thing you've learned about yourself was coming from where you've come from, in a, from being, you know, military, law enforcement, scuba, now reality TV, I like to call it with Discovery Reality Docu series. Yep. What's what is the most important and proudest moment you've ever had in your life since then, and what have you learned? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I could put it down to one moment. What I'd say is it's this overwhelming feeling of being on the right path. Um, you know, one of the things I like to do is you know help the people around me and try and lift people up and motivate people to you know get the most out of their lives. And I think you know when you do stuff like that and you're on the right path, you sort of you get these. Um, you get these um, things from the universe that sort of reward you and credit you and, and sort of let you know you're on, you're on that right path. And, you know, the more I've been doing this and the more I've been committing to that one goal of, you know, I say to my kids, magnify the love that flows through you, which is actually on the inside of that bracelet, um, which I don't know if you can see from those photos, but I say to my kids, just magnify the love that flows through you. Like that's, that's your, that's your job as a human being, as you walk this earth, look for people to help and, and, you know, try and bring a bit of sunlight into people's day. And the more that I've sort of committed to that, the more it's been rewarded. Um, or the more the universe is sort of rewarding me for, for committing to that type of lifestyle. And, and every day, if you look for it, you find those, you find those signs from the universe that are just, that are just telling you, yep, you're, you're doing it. Keep doing it. When we think about that, when, when it comes to connection, control the controllable, relationships, I'm going to honestly say, and I'm going to be very, very honest about this, I found that the most recent Naked and Frayed XL, it was most touching. And I'm going to say, when I think about the connection of people, there was just something beautiful and brilliant about the relationship, the friendship, the camaraderie that you, Matt Wright, and Dan Link shared. It's three people from three walks of life, and how I saw all three of you is these are three people that I would never think would be a pair or, or in partnership, in survival, or, or even potentially outside. Not that it couldn't happen, but in that... I, I saw all three of you as what I call a master, as a student and teacher all at the same time. And there was no judgment, no segregation, uh, no division. It, it Just what all three of you brought to the table, I'm going to say was, and still is in my mind, an opinion, a great representation of what a man and a genuine human being and what people ought to practice more often is inclusion and acceptance. And I'm going to close by saying this and hand the mic back over. 
why I want to emphasize this was is because it's what was all encompassing is the friendship of what all three of you built. And most importantly, it's who you are as individuals that shined even more as a reflection that was bounced off of each other that I'm going to tell you, I've never seen on any other season and I've never seen with any other team. You, Matt and Dan just worked. Yeah. So for me, um, like just from a survival point of view, I think we all had a similar mindset of um, like you don't know everything. You can learn something from all of the people around you, whether they've done a week of survival or 10 years of survival. And being open to learn from the people around you sort of makes that um, – it, it makes that uh, happen a little bit better as far as, as your relationships out there. But, but also from a non-survival point of view, uh, both of those guys uh, are pretty similar to me in we have good communication skills and we we don't judge people you know i think all three of us come from a point of you know we're able to have conversations and communicate without without having arguments like it's i've got a saying no one wins an argument and even if you prove yourself right that the person that you've just argued with you know doesn't feel good about themselves and the, and you might have you might have proved yourself right but you haven't you haven't done anything for that relationship so it's all about understanding other people um and when you're out there, an aspect that people don't often think about is 12 hours of the night, you're inside your shelter. Like we didn't go outside at nighttime very often at all because there's such a high risk. There's snakes around that, that'll sort of bite you and that'll be the end of your challenge. So if you spend 12 hours every single night in a shelter with someone, yeah, you sleep for some of it, but not all of it, you, you have such an in-depth understanding of that person's life and who they are and how they think and and that sort of thing. And that, that, that brings you together and gives you a bond. Like there's other bond for life with those guys, you know, and um, you're probably right. We're, we're, we're different people, all three of us, but because we have those uh, similarities and those, that common ground, um, I think we're able to come together in, in the way that you, that you described, just in a way that worked really well. We meshed really well. We listened to each other. Um, we held each other accountable, which is, which is a, a big thing out there. Um but sort of that that um, that way that we interacted with each other, I think that's something the world's lacking a little bit right now, you know. Especially like the I don't want to get too involved in the the politics, but the the political division in this country and the and the discord is pretty terrible, um, where half the people aren't talking to the other half and half the people aren't listening to the other half, and it goes both ways, you know. So I think that that being able to find common ground with the people around you, being able to understand their point of view, even if you don't agree with it, like listen to people. Listen to what people have to say and, you know, in the end of the conversation, you might not agree with them, but at least you've found, you know, a space that you can talk to each other in and, and try and try and start to problem solve because if everyone's just shouting at everyone else trying to get their point across, nothing's going to get solved, you know. And to bounce off of that, what really credits you, Matt and Dan, are the the comments, the um, the respect that all three of you have garnered when you had caught that 12 foot anaconda, which was 80 pounds and out of respect to the natives, all right, to the natives, this is what I'm talking about, the selflessness and the respect of all three of you. And, and why, in addition to this most recent season that just aired, how you and Dan and Matt are just incredible human beings, you released it. You released that snake back into the wild. Tell us about that experience. 
Yeah, so um, obviously you're, you're on a challenge like this. You want to you want to try and get as many calories in your body as you can because it's all about calories in, calories out. Um, but we spoke to a couple of local guys before we started that challenge, and they were telling us about you know some of the things we can eat, some of the things we can't eat out there. And um, when it came up to the anaconda, they said, "Yeah, absolutely, you're allowed to eat that thing." Um, and I I asked what it tasted like, and he said, "I've never eaten one." And this guy's lived in the Amazon his entire life. And he's survived out there for months at a time, you know. So I sort of delved into a little bit and, it, you know, it's, it's a bit of a deity figure for them. You know, they see it as a, as a religious symbol. So the fact that he survived out there and has never – he said if it was a choice between dying and eating one, he would eat one. But, you know, he's never been in that situation. And, you know, we definitely weren't in that situation. We weren't about to die. Um, so we sort of just wanted to respect, you know, they've invited us to their little pocket of the world and, you know, they, they, they brought us in and let us let us stay out there and, and challenge ourselves. The Amazon for me was always a pinnacle of survival. I've always wanted to go there. Um, I've always wanted to see an anaconda in real life. The fact that I got to hold one, that was just icing on the cake. But I wanted to, you know, I wanted to just do right by those local customs and we didn't need it, so we didn't take it. And, you know, we sort of we just wanted to make sure that we were we were doing the right thing for, for the people that, that had invited us into their little pocket of the world, you know. I want to share something with you. You yeah. had said, I know the locals around here, they sort of see the anaconda as a religious symbol or or a like a symbol as a symbol of the Amazon. I've got to be honest with you, though, guys. It's a lot of meat in a survival situation. It's a hard thing to put down. You know but obviously, we don't want to kill things we don't need to kill. And then Matt had said, the Amazon people believe this animal has got magic powers and has actually crafted many of the Amazon basin. You know, even though it makes the stomach growl a bit, it fills my heart and soul to watch an anaconda go unharmed back into the wild. One of the most beautiful moments I've had on Naked and Afraid Challenge. Your thoughts? Yeah, that that hearing Matt say that, because um, I didn't hear it until that that aired on the show, but hearing him say that, um, he, he put it, he articulated it so well. Like it, it is one of the nicest things that I've experienced as far as being out. Like there's been exciting things out there and all that, but but holding that thing, feeling its power, knowing what it means to knowing what it means to those locals over there, and um, you know, being able to release it and watch it. You know, watch it go back into into nature. It it really was just a beautiful moment. It's something that I'll remember forever. Obviously, it's on. We, like I can watch it anytime I want. But but being there, like I can still remember. You know what it sounded like, what it felt like, the smell, like every. That's you know, I take these little mental images every now and then, and um, I call them mental snapshots. And the that's definitely one that's going to stay with me for a long time. Is this show for everyone? Meaning if they wanted to be a contestant or let me, let me start over. Who would be the best person for naked and afraid to be a contestant on this show? Yeah. Like any type of person can do it. There's re it's re it really just is. And I've, I say this a lot. It's 80% mindset when you're out there. Um, if you're, if you're able to control your emotions and think logically, um, then you'll you'll succeed almost all the time obviously there's some uncontrollables if you got bit by a snake or if you got sick from something um, that was out of your control then you know that that's going to take some people out but that 
80% of it is just having that right mindset, being positive, even in the worst situation that you can find. If you can find uh, some way to to stay positive or maybe laugh, like laughing was our approach out there. We would we would tell jokes, we would joke with each other, about each other, all that sort of thing. And as long as you can get a couple of laughs in every day, you know that the the negativity of it sort of just washes away and doesn't and doesn't become anything. I, I think I said it to Dan out there at one stage when we decided to because we were only going to do 40 days originally, and then it got to around that 40 day mark, and some people were doing 60 days, and I didn't want to go home, and and so Dan and I ended up staying for the extra 20 days and did 60 days, but he was second guessing himself you know maybe i should have maybe i should have gone home i'm not really sure and i told him how i reconciled it in my head is you know it's it's there's some negative aspects to staying we don't get to talk to our family we don't get to you know speak to loved ones um we have to sit out here and endure this this uh suffrage a little bit more but you know that's only temporary where if we went home now we might regret not staying for the rest of our lives and that's not something you can ever ever escape from so um, it is that it is that mindset of yeah I'm suffering now but in the end it's got to be worth it and if you're able to do that if you're able to control your control your mindset like that it doesn't matter what type of person you are and, and Naked and Afraid shows that they they take different types of people from all over the world and um, you know the ones that get through are the ones that are able to to just keep their mind on track. We're gonna play a small little clip to take you back down to memory lane and to get your thoughts. You ready to take a listen? Let's go. All right, here we go. I'm going to start it. Yeah, here we go. Time to get naked on TV. Uh, I've got a bit of a resting bitch face, so when I'm sitting back and listening and I'm not talking, people think that I'm angry all the time, but I'm a friendly guy. Once I get to know you, I'll, I'll open up. All right, guess we're here. I'm not nervous about being in front of a man naked that I don't know. Sounds like any other day of the week. Ha, huh, that's much better. I'm hoping for a partner that has some uh, really good complementary skill sets. Someone who's not just gonna sit around and, and be lazy and try and ride it out. Says that the rain's coming in. My biggest worry going into this challenge is that I don't get along with my partner. Over-arrogant probably would bug me. Oh. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How do you like this Florida weather? Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, that's too bad standard, at all. Standard uh, yeah. afternoon shower. My name's Woz. Yeah. Hi. What is it? Woz. W-A-Z. Oh, yeah. nice. Rose. Pleasure. Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Yeah, you too. All right. All right. You ready Let's, to do this? I am so ready. I'm days, over ready. 21 days in this beautiful place. Yeah. We got water falling from the sky. Right, I'm so. excited to see what's in here. I am too. All right. What's going... What's... You dug, you dug that up from way back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, what's going through your mind? <laughs> um, that, that, that was a super interesting uh part of this journey for me because it really was the start of uh, of everything and i didn't know a lot of what to expect i mean i'd watched the show a few times before um but you know it was it was a it was a steep learning curve there for me um but it was it was also that was a fun it was a fun part of it as well because it, it's it's the place that it all kicked off you know when we think about 
uh, someone's mental conditioning. Now I'm gonna I'm just gonna speak from my you know or from my own experience with watching all the seasons of Naked and Afraid XL and from time to time regular Naked and Afraid is the mental conditioning and the mental deterioration. Now, how I know it's real, but I mean like from your perspective, can it really hit someone no matter how experienced what they know, what they think they know, or even how confident that they are? When we watch, and I believe it was like season 11, which was one of, don't hold me to it, um, of Naked and Afraid, like it was scary. It is scary to see somebody almost have a really on TV breakdown as though like their next step is not going home. It's going to a mental institution or someplace to get real recovery. Do you know where yeah. I'm going with this? Yeah, definitely. It, it, that, that if you aren't in control of yourself mentally, then um, it's all going to snowball and it just, it just compounds on compounds. It's, it's, it's the case that, you know, you get a little bit stressed and then you start to panic. Once you start to panic, your brain isn't firing and working the right way. And, you know, then anything that gets put in front of you becomes a hundred times worse. So it definitely has the potential to you know to cause some serious issues for some people um part of it is is if the, if you haven't been in a survival situation before you have this big daunting mountain in front of you that you don't understand you have to just take one step at a time so for me at the start of the amazon looking looking at 40 days or with the potential of maybe 60 days if you just focus on that 60 day mark everything's going to become too difficult Whereas if you just focus on, all right, what do I have to do before I go to sleep tonight? And you just focus on that one thing. When we get up tomorrow morning, we're just going to focus on the day, break it down into three different things that we need to achieve. And when you're just focusing on those small steps, it's like, like, like they say, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Um, if you just stared at the elephant, you, you're never going to really <laughs> know how, even where to start or what to do. Mm. Um, so it, it is really, like I said, it's that mindset and, uh, some people have it and some people don't, you can train yourself to do it, but you can't train yourself, you know, on the job. It has to, you have to do like little practices and maybe spend one night out, maybe spend a couple nights out, maybe try and just take water and then you're going to hunt for food, but I'm only going for two days. So I'm not going to die, you know? And then, you know, when, once you feel more comfortable, it's easy to break it down into those little, you know, palatable bots we're gonna go ahead and do a quick quick fire q a you ready okay yes hamburger or barbecue ribs barbecue ribs no question shoes or barefoot barefoot uh let's see tropics or appalachian yeah tropics so i can get so i can get in the water and shoot some fish <laughs> uh let's see here uh daytime person or evening person uh probably daytime person just so i can be outside and you know walk around nature coffee or tea coffee 100 percent. don't let my mum hear that because she wants me to be drinking more tea <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Tell us, please. Uh, she she drinks five or six teas a day, and she always tries to make me one if I'm around. But uh, <laughs> definitely a coffee, definitely a coffee drinker. How many coffees do you drink a day, honestly? 
Uh, I try and limit myself, so I'm going to say two, but... You know, some days when it gets out of control, it'll be four or five, maybe. Oh, wow. I do, I'm on my second one right now. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, T-shirts or um, tank tops? Uh, tank tops. I'll actually try and go no-shirt if I can, but if I, if I have to be wearing something, it's, it, for me, it's as little as possible all the time. Well, you've been very diligent with your workout routine, so I'm sure you're really sporting the shirtless look right now. Uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting it back, but it's not quite there yet. <laughs> uh, dog or cat? Uh, dog, I'd say. I'm happy with either. I, I don't, I don't discriminate. They're both good for different reasons. Do you have one? Yeah, we've got a dog. Do you? What's the name? Uh, her name's Indy. She's half Australian Shepherd, half Poodle. Oh, awesome. Uh, Australia or the United States? Australia, without a doubt. And that doesn't mean I don't like it here, but that's, <laughs> God, that's God's country over there. It's beautiful. And it's your home. That's correct. It's your home. And I'm going to be honest. I, I'm from the United States. I was born here. But I'm going to tell you, I, I think it's going to be really exciting and dreamy, whether it's Australia or the UK. And some of my friends if not a lot of them, think that um, it's come kind of boring out there in the UK um, and more exciting here. And I said, well, I, I can see your point of view, but I said the way your homes look and just, just life and just the way people's mindsets are out there in Europe, it just seems more exciting and more free and, and exhilarating than here in the United States. But, you yeah, know, yeah. if you're from there, um, you know, it, it, I think it's really that person's perspective of how their life and lifestyle, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's it. Like I said, I, I like it here. I really do. But over there, there's little differences that people don't understand. Like the sky is bluer, the fruit in the grocery store tastes better. Um, everyone's really nice and friendly. Like, I just, I love that place. Well, you ever are in Australia, back in your homeland, I would more than love to come out and visit you. Not saying I wouldn't visit you here, but to me, everything looks the same. Just maybe there's different trees and stuff like that, but I would be honored and love to come to your country because I know I would fall in love with it. Because especially the, t the food, I, I don't know what, what you guys eat out there most of the time, but we know what we have here and the garbage has put in the food in the, in the States. So yeah. I know like out of this country, your food is much different and much better. So what, I, what I'll invite you to do is if you scroll back through my um, Instagram a little bit, I think it was uh, actually, it'll be on January 26th of this year because that's Australia Day. That's our 4th of July is January, uh, is January 26th. Um, I made Australian meat pies, which is so common in Australia. Like any gas station in Australia has a, a bunch of meat pies in there. Um, and that's sort of the the quintessential Australian food. So you can go have a look of, at a photo of a, a meat pie that I made back in January. I see it right now. It was January 26th. It almost looks or reminds me of uh, like a pot pie, right? Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty similar. It's a steak instead of chicken. It's got a, like a nice gravy in there. Um, and it's it's completely encompassed by pastry. It's got short pastry on the bottom, a puff pastry on top. Um, but that, yeah, those things are amazing. And that's something that you will find in Australia. Absolutely anywhere. Like you can't if you go to a if you go to a football match or a cricket match, 
you can't get a hot dog. You 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 get a choice of a meat pie or a sausage roll. Any gas station in Australia has got at least ten more meat pies inside that anyone can just grab. Oh, fantastic! Thank you for inviting me over for dinner. I don't even need a, yeah. I don't even need to buy a five thousand dollar plane ticket now. <laughs> it's not it, it's not actually that expensive to get back there. It's I think about twelve hundred bucks maybe. That's all. Fourteen hundred bucks is it? But definitely next time I go back, I'm going to hit you up and let you know, and you can come join. Please. Uh, let's see. Do we have one more question? Um, what do we have? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Christmas or New Year's? Uh, Christmas, just because I've got a couple of kids and I love watching them. You know, I love watching them Christmas morning and getting into the traditions and, you know, being kind and giving and all that sort of stuff. So Christmas for me because of the kids. Love it. Waz, thank you so much for being with us today on Live on Air with Stephen Quoco on Power 98.5. You are more than welcome. Thank you for having, having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And and Waz, I know that your Instagram is SoCalWaz. That's S-O-C-A-L-W-A-Z. But you're also on TikTok. Is your username <laughs> the same on there? Uh, I think my username on TikTok was Addy. I don't post on there a lot, but I'm, uh, I should be picking that up a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more now, but it's just was Addy. It, it's still good. I, I took a sneak peek at it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get some more stuff on there shortly. <laughs> uh, who would you like to give a shout out to? Um, just a shout out to my uh, my fiance Laura and uh, my two kids Taylor and Bailey. Um, I know that they're, I know they're going to be listening in, and uh, just wanted to want to throw their names out there and tell them that I love them. Any closing thoughts, my friend? Um. I just, uh, you know, in keeping with, with the stuff that we've been talking about, I just want to encourage people, um, you know, be, be be the best that you can be, even if you're having a bad day. Like, get out there and try and do something. Get out into nature. You know, help someone around you because the amount of energy you get from helping the people around you, and I think that's something that the world really needs right now. So um, if we can just encourage everyone to, you know, be kind, be courteous, understand that other people around you might be having a bad day. Um, so just do what it, do whatever you can do to help them magnify the love that's flowing through you. Was I appreciate you. Stay on the line. We're going to close out. Um, definitely want to um, talk to you for a little bit before we go on with our day off of the live. And uh, thank you for being with us today. You know, once again on live on air with Stephen Cuoco on Power ninety eight point five, and we're looking forward to the premiere of Naked and Afraid Frozen tonight. Check your local time on your, uh, or you know, go online or you know whatever time zone you're in. Check that out. Was I can't wait premiere tonight, and you're going to be on the first episode. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be on all all. I think it's six episodes, six one hour episodes. I'll be on every one of them. And this is, is this an XL or is this a, a new, new one? They're calling it XL. Uh, they're calling it XL Frozen. It, it was only 14 days we're out there, but that's pretty much, you know, the most that, that, that you can safely endure in a place like that without, you know, before you start losing toes and fingers and that sort of stuff. Oh, wow. uh, but it is, it is, te it is technically an XL. Wow. Uh, yeah, this is going to be, but here's the thing. Is this the first season of Frozen? I've never watched them or is, What's happening? So they've had um, they've had a challenge in the past where it was just a couple. I think um, Stephen Lee Hall Jr. and uh, Laura might have done one up in Alaska. They were in the snow. Uh, they just did 14 days as well, but it was just the two of them. This is the first time they've sent a group of, of 12 of us out there um, 
you know, we're not all together. We're split up into groups, but uh, this is the first time they've sent a, a big group out into the into the snow. I'm gonna honestly tell you, uh, coming from the northeast, very very familiar and experienced when it comes to winter snow, ice, and all of that. To choose to go out and live in that for however many days you guys did it, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it w- it was definitely a. Uh... Like any challenge that gets put in front of me, I'm going to take it. I'm going to say yes because I want to. I want to know, you know, if if I get dropped, if I get dropped in a real life scenario, am I going to be able to do what I what I've been trained to do? Um, so I, I couldn't say no to it, but it was definitely definitely one of the toughest things I've ever done. I'm proud of you and glad you did it. But you know, from one man to another, uh, there's there's just certain parts that I just don't like happening in winter time when you get yeah, too cold. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. It, <laughs> that that cold cut us down to the bone, but um, definitely definitely made that little blurry section. Oh, the guy that does the blurry sections, he didn't have too too hard of a job on this one. That's for sure. Oh my God, I can. I, yeah, yeah. There's. Uh, I, I can just see it in my head. Yeah, but no. Let's stay in. I, I'm going to stay in warm weather. Wow, wow, wow! Thank you again for this exciting show, Waz. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Anytime. So, like I said, stay in the line, and I'll get right to you. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to Live on Air with Stephen Croco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. To all of my listeners, supporters, Waz Addy, all right, Naked and Afraid, XL, Frozen, premieres tonight, okay? Uh, check out your local time listing, Discovery Channel, and I believe Waz also said you can do the, uh, let me get Waz back on. Waz, you can yep. go on to the app and watch it as well, right? Yeah, Discovery Plus app will have the um, will have the episodes on there as well. Awesome! So check out if you got the Discovery Plus app. Check out your local listening for the Discovery Channel. And super excited about everything that's happening here uh, this week, uh, this weekend, this coming week. We've got Rudy Bandini. Uh, he's a model. Uh, Monday, August 1st, I'm going to be interviewing him, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. What else is going on? I know there was something else happening here. Oh, yeah, you can go on over to the power985.com app. If you've got any questions, want to be a guest, click the bottom tick on the bottom right-hand corner of the website. It's even on the bottom right-hand side when you go on to the iOS or Android app. Download the Power 98.5 Satellite Radio app. Um, at your earliest convenience, listen to us anywhere in your home, in your vehicle, on Alexa. And once again, send us a message. And I want to give a big shout out here because this was sent over to Sia Spencer. Uh, she has said that she loves Alicia's show, uh, Resilient You with Alicia Pazzoni. Uh, that airs on Saturdays at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. And uh, thank you again, Sia, for the comment. Um, and Alicia, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you and uh, everything that you're doing. We've got Catherine and company. She's back with Catherine Swain. She just had her uh, recent show. That's on uh, Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then let me tell you what Lady T with Terelia Hoskins, 4 p.m. Eastern Sunday evening as well. Check our local schedule, power985.com, for all the latest for live events, upcoming shows, and uh, have a great weekend.
us on your socials and let's connect.